Welcome to Pet Sitter Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet. What's it like being a parent in pet care? As a business owner, it can be overwhelming to consider adding a child, growing your family, while also keeping your business running. There's so much to take into account different business models, different ways of running your business. So today, on this very special roundtable, we are super excited to have Marissa Lejeune, owner of Tailswaggers, Amber Van Denzen Suarez, owner of Attaboy Animal Care, and Stephanie Brown, owner at Happy Trails Professional Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Services, all on the show to discuss their journey into being parents and running a pet business. Let's get started. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Marissa Lejeune. I'm the owner of Tailswaggers, a luxury doggy daycare. We are out of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and I guess my qualification for being on this podcast is that I'm also a mother um, to such a beautiful, smart four-year-old girl, soon to be five. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more about her and everything. Um, but thanks for having me. I'm Steph. Uh, I own Happy Trails Pet Sitting up in New Jersey, where they make it very hard to be a mom and own a business. Um, we are celebrating our 21st year. I have a 13-year-old and 10-year-old, so my energy is different. Um, not so much with baby babies, but you know, a whole nother level of lots of activities and no one to drive them. And yeah, I, I'm really excited to be invited on this. I, I certainly have a lot of suggestions of how not to do it, um, but we are still here 20 years later and I'm very excited to connect with other moms and kind of let you know how I slid through the, you know, and was able to continue having a business while trying to raise children. Hi guys. My name is Amber Van Denzen. I am the owner and founder of Attaboy Animal Care Adventures and Pet Sitting located in central Florida. Um, and we are celebrating our 10 years of anniversary this year as well. And I also have uh, two human children, a seven-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old going on teenager boy. <laughs> uh, I am Megan. I am the co-owner of Funky Bunch Pet Care in Missouri. And we I have been pet sitting for 10, 11 years now. And I have two wonderful kids, a five-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl. Now, I know that the journey into becoming a mom, becoming a parent is different for everybody, and it happens at various stages. And so I did want for each of you to kind of share where you were in your business whenever you had a child, in what way, and what that looked like for you. Uh, so I guess I'll start first. Mine was not planned. Um, I had just finished college, uh, graduated, and was found out I was pregnant. Um, you know, it was not plan, but I look back when it had any other way. So where I was my business at the time, uh, tail swaggers wasn't even on my mind. It was, um, part-time I did it on the side. Uh, I was an athlete in college, so I just kind of did it on the weekends when we had home games, I walked dogs. Like it was just kind of something I just like do cause I love dogs. Um, so at the time when I became pregnant, uh, I didn't really see this as a full-time thing. I struggled a lot with you know, kind of how I know a lot of moms might think like, can, is this like, can this be done? Um, and it wasn't even, can it be done as a mom? It was, could I, can I do this? I was scared of what people would think. I was scared, like to people, for to have people think of me as like someone that did this full time literally brought me to tears because I was just so afraid of being made fun of and the whole nine. Um, so I think my journey was a little bit different because during my pregnancy, I was fighting battles within my mental health 
um, to kind of get to the point where I could, you know, really see this as something I could do for a lifetime thing. Like this is a you know, full-time job. This is my income. Um, and it was hard. And the father of my daughter is actually one that was like, look, this is like something you love to do. I see the passion you have in it. Um, like just get over this hurdle, like just try it. Um, and so during the entire pregnancy, I just, I kept, you know, doing my side thing, kept hustling and just kept building really. I think like so many people, you know, that I've met through conferences and stuff like that, especially people that are over 20 years in business, 15 years in business, kind of the forefront people that nobody thought this was like a real job, right? Like you're going to do this full time. What are you crazy? So I definitely did not have planned babies. I like to live on the seat of my pants, uh, by the seat of my pants. Um, I was a little different. I rode, I was a veterinary technician and I started my company based on special needs pets because it happened to be that nobody expects their pet to have an emergency a week before their trip to Italy that they can't cancel. And I was a large animal vet tech. So I worked primarily with horses. So aside from the horses kind of making it into a pet sitting career where they wanted somebody that was trained and knew how to do certain treatments, it kind of turned into, I ran a farm, I was doing the pet sitting, I was riding horses professionally, all under the window of my pet sitting career. I'm sure looking back on it, you know, insurance was a little different back then. I'm not sure how much, you know, was correct, but I learned as I went through it. And then I got married and pregnant in the same day. And that really changed everything. Um, it's a blessing. I'm not saying it isn't, but it wasn't planned. And I rode horses. I trained horses. I couldn't, you know, and I, I rode up until I was seven months pregnant, which, you know, isn't terrible. Um, but it was basically because I was forced to stop by the owner of the horses because she was so scared something would happen to me. I wasn't in a position that I would be hurt, but, you know, they're large animals. Uh, and long story short, I continued doing it part time. I had a very supportive husband. Luckily, I kept a few of my handful of horse clients and did it as I could. And then I got pregnant again a few years later, as it happens. And um, he was born a little special um, and needed some special help and special treatments and, and stuff that was kind of above our health insurance. And it was getting really, really hard to kind of juggle everything. And my husband, I was like, well, what am I going to be when I grow up? Like, what can I do? Like, I've got to figure out a way to like fill what insurance is paying. And my husband is bringing in and my little hobby, you know, pet sitting. Um, long story short, my husband was like, you've got this, like, you've got to take that pet sitting and take it to the next level. And I was like, what does that even mean? How does that, like, what am I supposed to I've always been word of mouth and, you know, I've always worked for people who knew someone who knew someone. And I just basically took a leap of faith and it's been, my son is 10 now. And, and it's basically been the last 10 years of like climbing and, and just networking and, and representing what a professional pet sitter is. And, and it has been, and again, we, I don't mean to take too much time, I do feel like there was so much grit that I had to make this work being a mom that I don't necessarily think having your kids in the back of your minivan watching movies for hours at a time while you're taking care of spring break pet sits and all that stuff. I I, I don't, you know, there's probably better ways, but we've all been there. Um, my kids like to fight in the car, which was really fun. Um, 
But it was something that now I look back and I've had an amazing team for the last six years. My kids, I've been able to go on vacations with them and spring break, I'm actually spending with them. And it was just building from like getting through that gritty part to like now really enjoying it that it's, you know, I try to make them remember how hard it was when they're seeing me home, working from home every day. So um, it can be done. I promise. Um, the, uh, with Attaboy, it was a, a planned process, actually. I also was a veterinary technician, um, and I knew that industry wasn't super conducive to the type of parent that I wanted to be, which was the one that was raising my own children and um, being involved in all the things and, and being the Girl Scout leader and, and whatever. So it was actually a planned process to purposely start Attaboy, um, knowing that I would hopefully be self-employed and have a little bit more regulation <laughs> with my schedule, just a little, um, not so much uh, at the beginning. Um, I started Attaboy in December of 2013 and got pregnant in December of 2014. So my business was uh, just a little over a year old or just at a year old. Luckily, my business was fairly small still at the time because I was still full-time vet teching. This was my startup you know, occasional client type situations that we had less than a handful, probably a dozen or so. Um, so being able to pause the, the company for my first my pregnancy with my daughter uh, was a bit simpler uh, because uh, of, of the small size that it was at at the time. Um, it was a planned pregnancy also. So I, I kind of had an idea that it was going to be happening, hopefully, in a certain amount of time. Um, as for our, our son, he is actually adopted through the, the foster care system. So that process was a bit different um, and in a way less uh, know-how. Like, you know, you're usually going to be pregnant for approximately nine months. We didn't know when we would uh, find the child that was supposed to be our, you know, our, in our family long-term. We didn't know that would would look like. Um, so preparing for that was was very different. <laughs> um, and, and and the expectation level of that was, was very different because it, it was more um, on the seat of our pants. Uh, if we got a call, we had to go type situation. Um, and it was a very hard and laborious process. And like Stephanie said, um, my daughter, Aria, uh, came with me on plenty of pet sit visits after I was after she was a you know born, and I do not recommend that, nor does insurance cover that uh, type of incidents concerns. Uh, but it did occur ten years ago. Um, would I recommend it? No, but that's what I did to start my business. Um, and yes, my children have been sitting in cars with tablets and window coverings so the neighbors don't get suspicious of kids sitting in AC conditioned cars in the middle of summer of Florida. Um, do I recommend it? No. Did it happen? Yes. <laughs> uh, but it was what was needed for you know to make this business grow and, 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 and be where we're at, where that's not a needed process anymore. Um, and it, it was a learning curve uh, of many things, like Stephanie said again earlier, that I wouldn't recommend doing and uh, a hypocrite, hypocrite uh, in a way because of that. But it was, I didn't know any better because I feel in the industry, especially when I started 10 years ago, and I'm sure others, finding another pet sitter that was my age bracket was very uncommon, a professional as well. I feel like a lot of professional pet sitters 10 plus years ago, uh, this was a retirement gig for them or they were already uh, past a, an average age of having younger children. So there was nowhere to go to get advice or recommendations or thought processes. So I was I was swimming in the sea. I felt very alone. I wasn't involved in social media. It wasn't really as prevalent back then either. Um, so it was 
versus nowadays. Uh, so it was a definite learning curve uh, and different processes for both biological child and adopted child. Yeah, I think for us, um, we had our first kid five, about five years into the business. We had already moved um, to a different part of Texas, way far away from where we had started our business. And we left all our clients there and then had started back up. And we were only just probably a year into starting back up the business when we had discovered that we were pregnant. And um, so <laughs> it was a little shock, but we didn't have a ton of clients at that time. So it was it was pretty easy to draw it back and draw it down. We all It was also not our sole income. So we were not reliant necessarily on this. Um, and so we still did it a little bit here and there um, when we had our daughter, Colin was out doing the visits and then when we had our son, um, we were still just doing this very part-time and only really cranked up the business once he was about two years old. Something that I heard come up quite a few times through through that was, um, and Steph, you mentioned the word grit. Um, Marissa, you mentioned the, the, the mental aspect of, of trying to work through this. And Amber, you mentioned a lot of unknowns through this. I, I did just want to kind of go through and ask kind of, your, your fears about Becoming becoming a mom, becoming a parent, uh, while you're while you're in the middle of running your business, and kind of what wh- how you were processing those uh, as you as you worked through it. So I think for me, my biggest fear. So <laughs> whenever I started my business um, in the beginning, as I mentioned, I wasn't full time doing this. I was just serving, trying to figure out you know what I want to do with my life post college. Um, I had a lot of people just trying to tell me, you know, you should use your degree here. You should work here. And, and it just, I'm not the type of person to sit behind a desk, um, in that type of way where it's just, you know, no activity. It's just me and the computer. Um, so when it came to having my daughter, I think one of the biggest fears was like being out, um, and her just being around so many different dogs, not because it was dangerous to be out and about, but it was dangerous because, a lot of the new dogs that I was meeting as my business was starting to grow, I didn't know how they were going to be. So I'm going to a meet and greet with my daughter strapped on my chest, you know, and I have, it was a lot of, um, I, I know Steph mentioned grit. It was a lot of me having to be extremely focused and on my game at all times. If there for a second, I thought this dog, could, um, had shown any type of aggression, uh, was too crazy with jumping. I had to immediately tell them, no, I had to always put my daughter first when it came to those type of safeties, because I mean, this is her life. She's a newborn. She's, um, so I think that was the only scary moments I had. Thankfully I did not have a lot of those. Um, and when I did, I immediately, you know, turned the client away, but I feel like that for me in that time of my life, I was excited for, you know, starting my business. So I felt like a lot of the excitement and the passion took over. Um, and I was able to work through a lot of those fears of, you know, the safety. I think the safety of my daughter was like the biggest thing. Cause when I had one of those dogs where I'm opening the door and the dog's like barking or something, I immediately would close it and be like, you know, would call them up, would let them know the situation. And I can't do this. Like, I'm sorry. It was hard because I never wanted to turn on the client because at that time, again, I'm, this is my income, you know, as I started to push back being a server. I started to take more time off so I could actually grow my business. That was hard. Um, but I think I always knew my priority. Um, and I just had to do it in a way that was sustainable, not only for me, but for the health of my daughter. So I think for me, the safety part was just my biggest fear of my heart pounding and, you know, knowing there's a dog coming or knowing like, how do I protect her? How do I, and it was just thinking on my feet. It was a lot of thinking on my feet. And I know um, Amber mentioned, like, there's a lot of things that I did that I wouldn't recommend now, 
But I do know in any type of business, when you are a parent, there's stuff you have to do that you just, it's, you got to think on your feet, you got to act now. And um, I think it kind of just gives you an advantage in your business because now you can give advice to someone else. But at the time, it's very scary. It's a lot of like, what am I doing and figuring it out as you go? You know, I, I think a lot of my situation is so different because I didn't have time to have fears. It was kind of like, oh, and we're going to add a new person to the family. Well, that'll be fun. Let's see what happens. It was also being that it was, you know, my son is going to be 14. So 14 years ago, newly married, you know, I, I feel like I, I wasn't at the, I think now at this point in my company and, and the way the, the industry has gone, it's so great that you're doing this type of informative type of thing because I didn't necessarily know what to be worried about. And then it was kind of, everything was thrown at me. And then it was something where you're like, well, we're just going to have to figure this out. Um, you know, I was fortunate to take time off. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I had, you know, like I do now seven days a week, you know, all hours of the day, my team is out there. It was, you know, my clients that I've had for a million years. So I think that today's women or whomever family planning that they're, they're doing, whosoever family is planning, you have more support now. I feel like what Amber had said to, it was just, you just didn't know, like, and, and, and it is, it was a different industry. It was, it, it was more of a retired type of issue. And it, it, it was, it, it was different for me. I feel like I didn't know what to be scared of. I just kind of, I was young and I just got married and it just like somehow magically all worked out. And looking back on it, I would like never let a team member do some, some of the stuff that I did. I mean, we specifically say you can't bring kids. They can't stay in the car. Like you cannot pretend you cannot have children. If they get, if the nurse calls you, well, guess what? They can stay in the nurse's office until you're done. And then you go get the doctor. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, they can go get their kids. I'm just saying that have like a whole protocol of like what to do um because these pets are relying on us so um oh yeah i i feel like you know i just got through it <laughs> so it was like a survival thing so for me we're kind of uh, as a pregnant woman um of course just the concept of uh harming the fetus potentially by accident uh whether through uh, toxoplasmosis um, in in cat litter potentially um, to a dog knocking me over or pushing too hard because uh, those definitely happen even when you're not uh, carrying a baby in you uh, um, and then it was um, our our clients going to be understanding that I have to have to bring a child and I am a, a parent and this is if you need me and you want my skill set I do have to bring a little human with me um, and it definitely lost clients because of that and I definitely wasn't my best pet sitter self. Uh, having a child with me at any given time during this. I was baby wearing uh, with a baby carrier and there was certain things and limitations that that caused. And I know things got missed for sure um, because I had an infant that would scream in the middle and I would potentially mess up the food quantity or, or, you know, forget to do something. And that's why all of us, I think say we don't recommend it necessarily uh, bringing that, that factor, but those fears were fears of my child uh, getting harmed and fears of not performing quality care that should be expected from a professional pet sitter. Um, and all of those related to that, whether it's harm to myself, harm to my child, or or harm to the the pets that I was taking care of, all those were, were fear-based. And they were valid fear-based too, because I did get knocked over uh, while I was, was pregnant. And I did have to cancel a client's daily dog walk because I had to be rushed to the emergency room in the middle of my pregnancy because I had major pains that were not 
normal and um and and canceling on the client and and kind of failing them in a way because of of that and as for my uh, adoption process there wasn't as many fears because that was a couple of years later. I already had a, a team established of independent contractors at the time. We have employees now. Um, but I, I actually pushed myself out of the day to day work. Uh, so I could be more flexible with the needs I had for, um, my, uh, new, new adopted child process and everything. So those looked were, those looked very differently. So there was less fear because I was confident as a business owner. I was confident that I'd already played this game a couple years. Uh, and I kind of knew what I would and would not do. And um, but at the same time, I was, I guess, fearful that I wasn't I was going to fail my team potentially or forget to do something because bringing in a new child into our family was my main priority at that time. And my family is my main priority. This is why I do what I do. And I am a professional pet sitter because this all comes down to wanting to be able to be a mom and a, a wife and um, a professional and help animals in my fan community, but, but also um, prioritizing what matters most to me. And that was my family and, and all of my decisions um, business wise and whatnot are because of that. And my business did suffer. My business did not grow as quickly as others because I had to pause um, in moments of, you know, child's needs and, and making decisions on, on availability and access. And that still even happens today. You know, can I do a consultation or is that during bus pickup time? You know, um, and that may affect the client being able to be booked or not quicker or later. So um, those are all fears, uh, but also motivate motivators as well. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole admin side of this of, okay, am I going to be able to fit everything into a day when I have an infant? You know, those first few years are rough. You are not really sleeping. You're getting up multiple times a night for whatever reason. And it, it can be very hard to go, well, I, I need, I have these priorities in my day, these tasks that have to get done. But also, I have a kid that I obviously has to be taken care of. So what what is the bigger priority here? And it's obviously always going to be the kid, but at the same time, it, it's, it's really tough to struggle. I have to get these clients scheduled or I have to do the invoicing or whatever it is. Timing of that was hard too, because, you know, even when I was deciding to shut down my business for a certain amount of time, you know, the last same month of my pregnancy, I definitely knew I wasn't going to be, um, uh, be successful in pet sitting most likely. I also had to plan accordingly, like uh, if I had a C-section. Oh, there I go. I'm out of the field for eight weeks. I can't drive for eight weeks potentially. And that did happen to me. An unexpected C-section occurred. So um, it, it not only extended my inavailability, unavailability at the time, it, it also was mentally frustrating because I was like, I felt like a failure kind of too. I can't do this. I want to be a parent and I want to be a professional business owner and I want to be successful and help community uh, pets. And I can't because I'm stuck in a dang bed because I can't move and I'm on drugs that help me with the pain relief. <laughs> you know, so it's it's a twofer for sure, I feel like for that. <laughs> I so admire Amber and and just going with you're doing this for your family, right? Like where I'm in an admin position pretty much now where I think there are times um I know looking back on it, especially when I was building the team and I took time away and like uh, Amber was saying like I hate night meet and greets, but like we're taking care of people who work. So odds are they need to meet us after work hours, after six, which I'm dead and exhausted, or they want to meet on the weekend where my kid has one of 17 hockey games. Like it, there are times where I've made choices that in the big picture were for my family, but I've had to do things that, you know, Hey, listen, like 
I can't go to this because I have made this meeting. And like the reason that we have this company and we have, you know, we're, we're, you know, people use our services because we're dependable. If I call a meet and greet and blow them off two days before, you know, it's just something that there is a lot of sacrifice. It's not going to be easy. I don't think owning any business is an easy thing for a mom or parent to do. Um, I think the pet care industry, because we're so passionate about pets getting that great care that we, Sometimes we do that compassion fatigue on our family and we give more to the business because we're trying it. It's, it's a really tough balance. And for me, I struggle with it every day. There isn't a perfect, perfect outline of how to do it. Right. I think as moms or parents, I think just knowing that everybody does it a little different and we're never going to be perfect. I think that it's kind of how that's how I go through life because I can't keep beating myself up over certain things because I've missed this because I had to do this. But you know, so it, it's a balance. And and I, you know, it's those night meet and greets, man, and the weekend. I just hate them. I'm just like, why do you need it? Like had to run out of a holiday, you know, dinner because you're like, oh, I could finally get it off, but then there was an emergency and I missed the experience of whatever was happening in the dinner because that happened to be the one darn night that something hit the fan, and while I thought I was being a business owner and able to make choices and be able to have those days off eventually, finally, which I was at, I still got called away or had to cancel or come back home early because a, a major issue occurred and we didn't have a process or procedure ready to go yet for that. Um, or it just was a first time event and yeah, you know, missing out on the, the concert or whatever, even though you had it planned, something happened, you know, and yeah, the guilt is real for sure, for sure. And like you said, that shorter term goal versus longer term goal, you know, this will make it possible to do uh, more accessible things and and be there more for your children uh, later in life, um, whether financially or maybe them having access to career opportunities within your company. Um, So those bigger concepts, not necessarily financial, but you also want to be present because they're only going to be five once. They're only going to be 10 once. They're only going to be two months once. And there are things that definitely got missed because you're crying or frustrated or saying the F word in the corner (laughs) because of the business affecting that. But that's with any industry, like you guys said that, I mean, I could have had that same thing as of that tech and, and grieving because of a bad euthanasia and not be mentally there for my child because of that either. Part of running our the business is is planning and looking ahead. And I know a major part of preparing to become a parent is actually working with our clients. Now, I, I was mentioned a couple times of you know whether that was losing a client or not being able to take on a job or how to continue to serve your clients well. So how how did you go about talking with your existing clients about the the incoming birth or the new child that you're adding to the family? And what other kind of preparation work did you start to do uh, for for preparing for that? I'll go. Um, my first baby, none of my clients believed me because they were just at my wedding uh, six weeks earlier. And they're like, yeah, you're so funny. You wouldn't do that. Oh, that sucks. That's funny. And then they were, then it was real. And I was like, no, really, I have to. I have to, you know, I'm not feeling so good today. And, um, but again, I was smaller when it was just me. And it was like, I hand selected like a couple clients and it was while I was working at the animal hospital and it was, you know, kind of that foundation stage and, uh, they were all very, very supportive, but I, I couldn't imagine now having the locomotive that is my day 
just to, I, I, I'm out of the company enough that I think me stepping out would be okay. But, um, you know, it's definitely, and in the beginning for my first, it was definitely well accepted and, and everyone got a good laugh out of it after I really was like, no, really, I know you were just, thank you for the gift. Here's my thank you gift. And my baby shower is going to be, you know, in a few months, (laughs) it was, it was a busy time. I got to see them a lot. Um, but yeah, it was support. I was supported. I felt, I didn't feel anyone was angry or like felt like I was, you know, inconveniencing them because it wasn't the same back then as it is now for me. By just acknowledging it to the clients as well, again, small at the that point in time as well. Um, and just kind of individually message them just saying, hey, surprise, you know, attaboys, adding a new team member or whatever, jokingly, um, and letting them know that um, our availability was going to be not available basically at that certain time of, of birth uh, for, for birth child. Um, and also when I was accepting new clientele, I really had set that avatar of what that new clientele needed to be to be successful during the next, you know, nine, 10, 12 months or whatever of my career as being in the field as the actual pet sitter. So I lean towards ideally, you know, once a day clientele, like uh, the the dog walks that I could do when the, the husband was home or small dogs that I knew probably had less likelihood of um, ripping my shoulder off and me falling, um, homes that weren't two stories that I had to walk up uh, with a bowling ball eventually on my belly. Um, And then, you know, cats, but then also uh, actually putting on a mask at the time, which wasn't common because it was pre-COVID vibes. Um, And, you know, wearing surgical masks from the veterinary field when doing litter to avoid toxoplasmosis as well. Some choose not to do cats at all because of that. Um, So, or small animals only. Um, You have to consider salmonella risks, you know, so it really was kind of picking and choosing what I wanted and what I was available for um, short and long term. And then just being completely honest that we understand we might not be the best fit for you right now. And then knowing that, Hey, when this child does come, she will have to be with me. Um, so your, your dog or animals would have to be comfortable with that. And most we're totally comfortable with that and understanding. Luckily, a lot of them were parents at one point in time themselves and said, you know, we commend you for doing this. Um, And uh, others, not so much, but very few, honestly. And there was trials and tribulations with that, too, because then you're like, okay, what do I do when I get at the visit, you know, and the baby's on my back or on my front? Can I bend over to do this event? My daughter ate through a handful of dog bowls and ate kibble at one point in time at a client's home, broke a cat's dish at another client's home that I couldn't replace and felt super guilty for because it was no longer made. Like, uh, you know, flipped over a water bowl before, like all of those things occurred while my, my child was with me and it was just open and honest conversation. I'm so sorry. Daughter broke this. Please let me know where to find it. So sorry. You know, so sorry. So sorry. And most were very understanding and forgiving. And then it also was talking about growing my team. At that time, I knew I didn't in the future wanted to be the primary and solo. I wanted a team and it was working on setting up standards to create team positions and staff, you know, ICs at the time now employees and what that looked like. So I spent a lot of my time instead of actually pet sitting, pausing the pet sitting business itself and creating those um, positions and start looking for team members to make it successful long-term, which allowed my later adoption process to go much smoother and me be out of the field during that and not have as many um, issues with scheduling or having to say no because of that as well, which is what I would recommend to any parent nowadays is 
if you think you want to be a parent and a professional pet sitter, I would suggest, you know, having a team based approach for your company to make that the best outcome uh, for you and, and your child and your family. For me, because it was so early on, very beginning of my business, I think it helped for the communication part because I was just, again, honest upfront, like, hey, I'm pregnant. Um, at the time, it really, a lot of people didn't really seem to care because I was really small. So I could, I wasn't even showing for like, I don't think I ever showed really. Um, so, but what for my clients, like shout out to all of them from the beginning to all my current clients, because all of them have been very supportive. Um, even through the birth of my daughter, when I had her, like I mentioned, she was strapped to me, all of them, um, you know, hi Leah, how are you? You know, you know, she was little, so she, of course she couldn't talk, but very supportive, asked if I was okay. You know, if, if they were home, do you need some water for your walk? Like at the time I was just doing walking and dropping visits. Um, I don't offer those now, but I started out doing that. Um, so I just was always open and honest, um, with where I was with my pregnancy. Um, and then when I did have my daughter, I think I took about four to six weeks off and I just, I, on, I was only doing boarding when I couldn't, um, you know, walk or do anything. So I maybe had like one dog every so often during those four to six weeks. Um, and you know, the clients that boarded with me during that time knew I had, you know, my daughter and they were asked how I was doing. So I can say that it was very smooth for me because I think it helped that like I started my business with my daughter. So she was already a part of the picture of, you know, the clients that knew me at the time. And it wasn't such a, like, I had been doing this for years. Then all of a sudden I had a daughter. It was like, I kind of grew into the business being a mom. Um, and so it was very encouraging. I, you know, some of them, I mean, actually most of them, I still have as clients today. So they've seen my daughter grow, you know, from a little bitty girl in my little harness to like, you know, full grown four-year-old. Um, so I hope that, you know, anyone listening to this has that experience. I know not everybody will. Um, I did out of, you know, the beginning of the, when I first started, I think I had one person, um, tell me, and it wasn't rude. He just, he, he noticed I had Leah. Um, and he was like, um, I didn't realize she, she came with you. Um, and he had bigger dogs. They were sweet, you know, not aggressive, but he was like, I, I just would like to for the safety of your child, I think I should find someone else. And it was heartbreaking because again, I'm very passionate as all we all are. And I wanted to service him, but I understood. And he was honest with me. And I, you know, I said, okay, thank you for letting me know. Um, I finished up that walk I had for that day. And, and that was it, you know, that door closed. Um, but I've been very fortunate. You know, there've been many other clients, very welcoming. I've never had anybody, you know, be rude about it or um, have some type of, opinion in just, uh, you know, a nasty way. So I, again, I hope everybody listening has that experience because I know being a mother or a parent in any type of workplace is hard, um, let alone in our industry, if our kids have to come with us. Um, so it was thankfully a good experience. Well, and I think it also depends on what stage of your business you're at as far as preparing. So if you are solo and you want to remain solo, maybe that means, yeah, pulling back a little bit or having referrals to other dog walkers and pet sitters in your area, good, you know, great ones that you can refer to. If you are trying to build a team or you already have a team, is it, do you have your SOPs in place? Do you have, you know, when you take that maternity leave, when you take that time off, is your team still going to be able to function without you? Have you heard of Time to Pet? Susan, the pet gal, has this to say. Time to Pet has helped us grow exponentially. 
We believe the platform's features make us by far more professional than other companies who use conventional dashboards. They are the software gurus constantly developing and improving the platform based on user feedback. This decision was a good one. If you're looking for new pet sitting software, give time to pet a try. Listeners of our show could save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confession. Marissa, you actually mentioned that you started off doing dog walks and drop-ins, and you made a, you made a switch in your in your services. So, could, did you share kind of what your business looked like before before you had a child, and does it what does it look like now, and wh- why did you make some of those changes? Oh yeah, really great question, Colin. Um, my business completely different from when I first started. So when I first started, um, I did anything and everything I could do. So dog walking, drop-in visits baths, boarding. I mean, anything my client needed, I was there. <laughs> um, and as my daughter started to grow, uh, I mean, when we first started, we were walking dogs from 7 a.m. to 7 or 8 p.m. Like it was an all day thing. Um, and, you know, I lost a lot of my baby weight, but, you know, I started to realize as my daughter started to walk and to take her first steps that like, her being with me all the time out and about wasn't realistic. Um, not just because she was getting tired, but because it wasn't safe. I mean, we're out walking and, you know, at any moment someone could try and snatch her someone, you know, there's just so many things, so many scenarios. And so, um, actually the father of my daughter kind of was the one to kind of throw ideas of like, let's start making a business model. Let's start making this to where Leah doesn't have to go out and about all the time. Um, and so I, I made the transition, uh, probably maybe two years into my business. Um, so I went from doing all the services to just niching down to just doing uh, structured doggy daycare, um, and boarding. So I have a set number of clients that I work with. Um, and those number of clients are also who I offer boarding to. Um, and so I do a lot of, um, it's doggy daycare, but it's with more structure. So it's with training. It's with a lot of mental and physical stimulation. It's, it's like all in exclusive. Your dog is like getting attended to, um, and learning things are going to help benefit, benefit them for, you know, the real life with you at home. Um, and that has been a tremendous change. I'm so glad that I actually decided to, and actually took the chance on that because now my daughter can, when she is home, like on the weekends or whatever, um, or after school, she's here. She doesn't have to come with me for this visit, you know, late at night or, and so I think as a parent, maybe if you're getting into this, look at like what you want your life to be like, do you want to be out and about walking? If it is just you, do you want to have a team of people that do that? Um, do you want to just be, you know, out of one location, whether it's training, doggy daycare, grooming, um, I think maybe think about what you want in the long run and kind of base your business on that. Um, it can, you can, you know, change. I did. Um, it is a little bit difficult because once your clients know what you offer and you start to grow, that's kind of what they think of you as. So it's possible to switch gears, but just know like, It'll take some time. There was like a little lull um, during, you know, when I did transition because everyone knew me for walking and drop-in visits. Um, but I think just staying consistent and just letting people know where you are in your business now, um, you'll start to, you know, attract those potential clients again. No, I I think being able to to take that and go, what? How do I make this work for me in the life I want to lead with with my kid? Uh, that's a decision that we we get to make running our own businesses for sure. Yeah. And you have to just kind of know what season of life you're in. Like 
when I first started, I just, you know, I was figuring out as a lot of us were. And I think finally having that, like, okay, I am actually going to do this full time. What does my life look like? What is it that I want? And, um, and you just kind of have to like shift gears and figure it out. And, you know, a lot of us have mentioned now, like you can actually ask other parents that are in the industry, you know, what they might advise or, you know, what, but at the time, again, it was just me. I didn't know anybody in the pet industry. So I just was figuring it out as I went. Um, but as over the years, I've realized like there are different seasons in your business. There is a time for hustle. There is a time, um, for, to step back and be like, okay, I'm going to be more of an administrator and I'm going to help let my team do it. Um, so just figuring out where you are and kind of giving yourself grace as you grow, because it's, it's going to get better. You just have to kind of figure it out and put things in place that'll help with you, help you with your life and how to maintain it and not just kind of be so overworked and burnt out. And like, it's possible. (laughs) I like being able to talk to other, like you said, parents that are currently going through this or have helps a ton. And I've seen, you know, different parents, um, uh, structure their businesses and or change them because of that, like like uh, Marissa did, or whether maybe they chose small animal, like cage critters, reptiles, amphibians, cats only that have more time flexibility typically, maybe wouldn't take the time-specific medication pets, or maybe do focus on daily dog walks, which occur typically during school hour situations as, as alternatives. Um, I think there's ways to do it for sure. And again, you know, taking on certain clientele, especially if you're the one in the field based off of those needs. I even homeschooled my children um, for a handful of years um, as well. And that affected how I was in the field or adminning. And, And maybe it was I didn't do admin work during the day, like a standard uh, nine to five or would, or even a nine to two when the kids are in school at public school. But when my husband got back uh, from work, I worked for two hours during that period and he became primary parent during the day at time. And I did admin work or like if he's taking kid to scouts, that's when I stay back home and, and do a little admin work then instead. So it doesn't affect family time or child time necessarily. Uh, but I kind of have more sporadic hours that I'm admin working, planning, scheduling, interviewing, whatever. Um, that's not the the standard block of time, which is a huge component of how I work too, is I'm not always chronically working certain hours. It's couple hours here on certain days, a couple hours there. If I'm volunteering at a school, I take a break for a couple hours. And that's the great part of this business too, is I can choose that because I'm the owner. (laughs) I'm the boss and I get to choose my schedule for the most part. And I can be there and I can volunteer and I can be the field trip person, you know, um, and volunteer at the kids school or, or meet at their little concerts or pick them up from the bus and and give them their snacks or whatever. Um, uh, As more often than I feel others uh, have to, and I am able to avoid daycare costs a lot more because of that as well, which is a, a consideration when we were making those decisions as a family too. One of the parts of aspects of pl- planning this is that knowing that there will be a time where the, the baby is going to come. I know Amber, you know, if you're fostering, you don't really know when that call is going to happen. How far into your pregnancy did you did you work? And then I think the second aspect of this is how did you know how much time to take off? And, and Amber, I'd also like to hear your your take on how much time you took off whenever you did get your foster child and, and how that that worked out in your family. For my pregnancy, I um, worked as a veterinary technician uh, full-time, and I actually did overnight emergency uh, during that uh, time of my life, um, as well as pet sitting up until, 
I think it was the last four weeks of the pregnancy. I was not the most efficient person, I would say, personally during that time. Um, and I can't say I, I was the most active, uh, successfully like dog walking, but I did do it and I got it done. Um, so I, I worked to the last four weeks of the pregnancy um, with my uh, daughter who was biologically from my body. And as for the adoption, because I already had a team in place, I was um, not in the field as much any longer. Uh, so that time frame was sporadic because by the time we went through classes and got certified to be able to adopt through foster care, it actually was um, a touch and go process of, of being partnered with the child and chosen for that child. And it was a year and a half process. And during that time, we were driving an hour away to even meet our child where he was at in his current foster home multiple days a week. Um, and sometimes we didn't know until the day before that we had access to go see him. So really, I stepped back pretty significantly and did not take a lot of clientele. And our business growth was very stagnant for the first pretty much three to four years of my business um, because of that. Uh, and there is sometimes feelings of uh, jealousy maybe, or, or in ways when you see other businesses grow astronomically quicker than you during that time doing the same components, or even, you know, maybe you even feel like you're uh, doing it better, but I chose parenting and, and growing my family during that time instead. Um, and so that was more a harder process because I feel it was less unknown than a typical pregnancy where you go, okay, even if the baby does come early, it's usually maybe month six, month seven, it's going to happen somewhere in the first nine months after it's in me. Um, <laughs> and then the C-section, typically, if you know about C-sections, the average, you know, post care time of a C-section is, you know, six to eight weeks or something. So you had some guidelines with that one versus the adoption was not the case. And it was even to the drastic of, the, you know, our son was supposed to move into our house. Um, we, we found out in July, we thought he was going to be moving in. And a few months after that, it got delayed significantly. It didn't happen till November. So weekends we had purposefully planned thinking a child was going to be in our house new didn't happen. And we had to extend that even longer. Um, and that's why I am a huge component of the team-based approach as, as a parent, because my team was able to offset that. We were still able to take care of our clients and, and have accessibility to pet, professional pet care, even though I wasn't the main um, person doing it any longer. And then it was a huge communication factor with our team as well. I was bluntly honest with my team. And I think it was great because it formed camaraderie with my team going, hey, you know, I am so happy that you have this opportunity. Not everyone does. Um, I'm super grateful for that. So while I may complain sometimes or be jealous or upset or cry, I know it was a privilege to be able to not only give birth to my child, um, it, but also go through the adoption process because not many do have that accessibility or abilities or or sometimes don't want to. And that's great too. <laughs> you know? um, so it was harder to plan 100% doing the adoption process um, the way we did it through foster care because we just, it was an unknown of when the child that was the right fit for our family and the one we were selected to take, you know, to have, um, it comes along. Now, now, Stephanie, you had somebody tell you to stop riding a horse uh, after a little while. How, how did that, how did uh, working when your business change from your first child to your, to your second child? And, and how much time were you able to take off? Well, a client, she was actually a neonatal surgeon. So she was very well invested in like, keeping me safe. Uh, I think she had a little bit more, knew a little bit more than clearly I did. Um, 
Uh, I probably, with my first one, I probably took a good, I don't know. It's hard to say because I probably, a good four months of nothing. Um, We didn't have software back then. There was like, I talk like I'm so old. I feel like very old. Um, 10 years ago was the same thing too. So 20 years versus 10 years versus 13 years. In the past five years is very different than back then. (laughs) So he's 14. And I remember like social media just came out. So like my day to day of like marketing was like different. Like it was like you had an ad in the local paper. You, you know, it was so different. I didn't have software to like have people inquire. I had like the PSI pet sitter locator that was like my website, maybe Vista print website. So there was really nothing to do if I wasn't going out to the pet sits. Um, and it was always word of mouth where somebody would call. So my second, uh, little man, uh, when he was born, that was when, after he was born, that was when I really dove in and I started looking into marketing and Facebook and, and social media. And that's where I really started to build. So I feel like it it happened because it was ready to happen and and the market was ready to really accept a pet sitter. Like when I started pet sitting professionally, it was like this crazy idea. And then before I got married, you know, I became insured and and you know did what I was supposed to do. And then it just kind of was slow to grow. It was just referrals and um and then, so I was able to take more time off. And then after my youngest uh, was born, you know, I took off a considerable amount of time and then that was it. I put my heels in and I was just like, all right, we're going to grow this and we're going to grow it big. And I've got to do this for my family. And I did. And it's here. And and some days it's, <laughs> it's the best job in the world. And other days it's, you know, it's a job <laughs> and it's the balance of being a mom and like, you know, Hey, my kiddo is going to be home. You know, I'm home all day. I should make him cookies or something, but that like never happens. Even though I'm home all day, that's the goal uh, to have like a special treat. Um, but I'm home and he's not, doesn't have daycare or not that there's anything wrong with daycare at all. Um, but you know, I'm able to be home for them and they know when I'm in the office to like, try to be quiet. Um, but I try to be available as much as possible and get the core work done during those school hours. Uh, the shutdown and virtual. I, Amber, I don't know how you did homeschool. <laughs> we did it during COVID too. We shut down and our oh. kids were both virtual at that time too. And that was. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. It, it was a long, it was a long, I, I don't know. It was, it was hard. Um but it, it's something where, you know, it, you do try to put your kids first. And I, I do try every single day, but it is a balance when it's your, your baby is your business. And then you have actual babies that are your family. So it is a, uh, it's a balancing act. And I certainly don't have it perfected yet. But, um, you know, I think the, the undertone everyone is saying is there's so much more support right now than there was, you know, 10 years ago. And you're doing this podcast and getting it out there, you know, hopefully it doesn't have other mamas think that they can't do it. Uh, it's just a balance. It, it, it is. And, and I know, um, it's all, it all sounds like you all took se- uh, several weeks off and, you know, maybe a couple months off after the birth um, child or even, you know, integrating the foster child into the family. How did you know to, it was time to reenter 
the business and get started back up? And how did that transition work for you? Because I know there's a lot to juggle with that. You mentioned a couple times of childcare, no childcare, how do, what support do I have? So how did you start putting the, the pieces of that puzzle together? So if it was a, a planned concept versus a, a natural, like when I actually had a moment, finally, um, you know, uh, I was able to to add in one next step. Um, I felt I felt like uh, it was a case by case scenario for each child, um, and on when the av- opportunity or availability came up, and if I decided to say yes, no, maybe, or delay in in those moments. I don't think it was an actual okay. I'm going back to work four months post, like maybe a, a typical office job gives you that max allotment of, of maternity leave and you have to, or you may lose your job type thing. It wasn't that it was, it was more of a natural progress. Um, the, the more my child became slightly more independent or, um, the more it, it wasn't, uh, as new it was when the time came available. And that's when I was able to like, you know, Stephanie, or, or Marissa, you know, planned, uh, let's add a little bit more marketing. Let's let's add a little bit more um, interviewing for new team members. Let's, you know, do those things. And it it kind of progressively grew. The older my child grew, funny enough. Um, and, and, and that allowed for availability to now that they are in a, a school setting on a more routine hours and, and, and planning in those actual work hours around that essentially as well. So... I'm a much, very much of a go-getter. I like hard work is like one of my core values. Um, Although I've had to change it a little bit, which I can talk about why. But so for me, when my doctor said, you're clear, you can start walking and and working back up to running and working out and doing all the things. My doctor knew I was very much into fitness and stuff like that. Um, I was like, okay, started letting my clients know I can, you know, I'm available for walking. I'm available for drop-in visits. And I just, I just did it. I just. I didn't really have a plan. Again, I was very, very early on. Like when my daughter was a baby, my business was a baby. So I just was so excited about both things that I just kind of like, let's go and let's figure it out. Um, so I just kind of, when I got that green flag, I, I just took on clients and started building my business. I'm at the time. So when I took the four to six weeks off, I was still waitressing um, at a restaurant. And I remember when my, my doctor gave me the okay to like, you're good to go back to work and stuff like that. I remember going back to the restaurant that I was at and at the time it was, it was pretty cool because my dog business was taking off. I was actually making more income than my waitressing job. Um, And so my waitressing job was actually holding me back from getting more clients because of the availability I didn't have. And so I remember I went back and, you know, I told the lady, like, I don't, I can't work that often because my, my business is now taking off. And I remember her being like, look, like, let's just go back in and let's get you a schedule. Like we have to put you to more hours because it's like mandatory. Um, And I remember looking at her and saying, no, thank you. Um, This is my last day. And I remember leaving and I just, I was terrified because I was now officially, this was the time I was going full-time in my business. But I had this sense of like, just gut feeling of like, no, this is it. This is what you've been working for. Um, and so I think that's also what played into like when I was released, you know, from my pregnant, after having my daughter, um, why I was so excited because I had officially made the decision, like I am doing this full-time. Um, and so that I think that really played into like why I just was all in. I didn't really have a like one client a week, you know, I just, just went for it. I was just so excited for this next chapter. Um, 
So I don't really have much advice there because I just went out on a limb and just kind of followed my gut instinct. Well, and I think that's something that makes the pet care industry unique is it is very much female driven. And mm. we also have to, I guess the balance is the word. I don't know if there's such thing as a balance, but, you know, balance being moms, being parents, but then also, you know, running the business. And if you have a team or if you're solo and it, it's just, it, is there really a balance there that can be had? Mm. Also, I think as a, an owner, majority of our staff are um, a female um, and, uh, you know, making them not have to always choose between being a parent and being a professional as well. Like many of us had to in different industries is we had to make a choice. You could be a full-on mom or you had to be a full-on business mom and, you know, make different choices. And, you know, when I make policies and procedures and processes and abilities for my, my team, I think of would I need more support or would I need a different type of policy if I was a parent and working as a pet sitter or admin in my team now at Attaboy. And I, I think sometimes it's easy to not do that anymore because it doesn't affect me anymore necessarily in some ways. Um, but that's what I feel as parents. If if we grow as a community and an industry, we need to set those standards for other professional business owners and pet sitters to be able to support families, whatever that looks like, with policies and procedures that, that, that just don't protect our clients and our pets, but also protect our team um, and help their team be able to be able to choose to be parents if they want to, to little humans. Because um, I think a lot of people have to make choices because of career goals. And I know I had to, um, and I don't want to necessarily have to put that on someone else moving forward either. You've been parents for for several years now and your your businesses have continued to grow and change and evolve what do your businesses look like now and how are your businesses helping you be the parents that you want to be well i'd actually like to answer this first if you don't mind just because one of the things when you sent me these questions something i had to tackle probably midway last year was i know we talked about you know doing this for our family and doing this for our kids and setting our kids and family up for success. Um, one of the things that I actually struggled with was being so um, goal-driven that I was putting my daughter on the back burner for so many years and so many weekends. Like It was, I want to help my clients. I want to serve my clients, but I wasn't allowing that same mentality to go to my daughter. Like She was my second thought because I was so business-oriented and I've had to really take a step back and say, okay, yes, I love my business. I love all my clients, but I don't want my daughter to feel like she's second to me. Um, and I feel like the shift that I've had coming into this year is making sure I have, I'm not only have policies and procedures in place, but that I'm following it. Like, you know, I am seven o'clock, whatever, like it's business is closed. It is my daughter's time. Um, or, you know, whether that's lunchtime, I have time dedicated for her, um, on the weekend is making sure like I'm not so in tune with the dogs that I'm boarding that like I'm actually spending time with my family and my daughter. I think that for me, that was really hard because um, as I know, Amber, you mentioned like 
have feeling like you have to choose between being a businesswoman, growing your business, building an empire, whatever it is, and then feel like you also need to be this like great mom. Like you can do both. And I think it's just trying to figure out what works best for you in your life. Like, um, and so the way my business looks now is I have certain hours for daycare, certain hours my clients can drop off their dogs morning and pick them up in the evening. I even have a time slot in the morning to where I'll drop her off at school during that 30 minutes or whatever. I'm not going to be here like for drop off. So nobody is coming or going, um, you know, when I do hire someone, they will be able to fill in those time gaps. But I think it's just, again, looking at your life and your schedule, your day to day, whether your kids going to daycare, whether they're going to school, um, you know, and I, I do have help because Leah's dad also does work from home. He's an entrepreneur as well. So we can actually balance off our schedules together. Um, but I think it is just like finding what works for your life. And and when your season changes and something doesn't work, being able to be like, okay, let's figure out something else. It's just kind of, kind of always being on your toes. And I think that's part of being an entrepreneur is like when something doesn't work, it's about finding a solution, um, instead of being fixated on the problem. Um, so, and I feel like I've kind of made that shift because again, I want to say like, I had to learn the hard way about like making sure my daughter wasn't feeling like she was behind me. She was second to me, letting her know like, no, Leah, I love you. You know, I apologize. I've got this meeting here or, you know, I've got to be with this client here, but we can do this, this at this time. Um, I'm very open and honest communicating that to my daughter. And I think that helps with her to not feel like she's on another call. Like I can't really play with her right now. Um, cause she is still young. So I know she wants a lot of that attention. And so I felt like I wanted to say that because that's a lesson I had to learn recently. Um, that I didn't really know that I was doing. I just was so into my business. I'm just, you know, hitting goals, you know, growing. And I just, I didn't realize that like, oh man, I am kind of, kind of leaving her behind a little bit. I need to re reorganize and reset and kind of make a new routine and um, a new way to go about it. Yeah, well, it can be tough of like, you know, why is mommy always on her phone? Well, <laughs> because we run our businesses from our phone. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it can be, it can be hard. I mean, we started off doing house sitting, dog walks and drop-ins for the first five years. And then when we had kids, we realized, oh, we actually want to be home with them more. So we shifted more towards boarding and daycare. And now that they are older and we're starting to do more activities out of the house and starting to go to sports and all that, now we're saying, okay, well, we're doing a big shift again of no more boarding to daycare. We're going to be all out call now with a team. So, you know, it can, I, I can definitely see how, you know, seasons of life require different things or you want different things out of the seasons of life and adjusting your business and knowing that this, it, it, it can be whatever you want it to be. Stephanie, yeah, you, you've, you've navigated the, the, the newborn early adult now in your, you got some teenagers. What, what, how has your business changed and shifted to adapt to that, to that kind of lifestyle so that you can go to the, to the million hockey games you have on the weekend? <laughs> I love hockey. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was really important to me when I, after my second and I decided, okay, I've got to, I've got to go big or go home. It, I did go big and it was just me forever. Cause I was saying, Oh, I'm not going to build a team. I'm not going to be able to do all this. Like I, what do I know about running a business? I'm just going to do the work myself. And then I think it was when my kids 
were in the minivan watching movies, you know, doing all this stuff. And I had 23 visits a day for spring break. And that was their spring break. They would go to date. They had like a fun little camp. Well, it probably wasn't that fun, but it kept them busy for a few hours. And my mom would pick them up and then I would come. My mom would try to feed me real quick. And then I would take them and then off we'd go because my husband travels a lot for work. So the kiddos were on my watch uh, when he was away and he would always be away for spring break. Um, it was really looking at them and thinking like, gosh, this isn't fair to them. Like this is their time off from school. Like uh, it's, it's my busy time, but it's, it's their, it's their time too. So how can I make this so that I can still have a business and support my family and be able to go take them out for day trips or go do something on their spring, like their spring break, you're right. Their break from school. Um, so I think that's kind of where I was like, well, I've just got to build a team and that has a whole new level of challenges. And I am on my phone a lot and it is something that I constantly am putting out fires, even with a manager covering things. I'm in Disney world at lines last week and I'm on my phone and it's like, my husband's like, this is a big vacation. Like you should probably put the phone away. And it's like, well, something happened and my manager just needs to know. And it's not something that I have like a a procedure for, cause I don't know what to do if, you know, something like this happens, you know, it's always something new reinventing the wheel. Um, so I, I would say that, um, Ivory, I built the team. I am now this boss that I'm proud of. I would, I'm a boss I would want to have. Um, and you know, I'm just really trying to advocate for professional pet care. I think that it's something that isn't that popular where I'm at. And I'm just trying to say, Hey, don't just hire anybody, hire someone you trust that, you know, it's going to care for your pet. So, and, and also just as a side note, I love sponsoring the teams in our town. That's my favorite thing to do. We are huge in advocating for all the little ball teams, soccer teams, and anything tricky trays. Like that's probably one of my favorite things. And I think my kids have a lot of pride in the, the amount of give back that my company does into the community because you know, that's their mom. That's, I mean, my team too, but you know, that's, they look at that and they go oh, happy trails. Like that's us. And it's just something that they're proud of and they can be proud of their mom and they see it like on their jerseys or, you know, at their school function. So that makes me really proud. And that's what success is, is when you can give back to your community and still keep a roof over your head. That's kind of, those are my, those are my uh, two beacons of success. What business looks like now versus what it was before is obviously very different. I have a seven and 10 year old there in school. Um, the things that, that have drastically changed throughout the years that I recommend for anyone is, is really, we look at our year in advance. Um, we, we specifically take off the kids' birthdays. We take off the big events. We look at the school district calendars and look at the tentative schedules of when spring break is going to occur and those holidays, which affect my business naturally anyways, because those are busy times. Um, but also what I want to do with the children and our, as a family throughout the year. So December of the year before, if not earlier, we already know what days are 100% off the market for me to be working and then work backwards from that, making sure I have now management that will be covering those. Um, we have a, a, like a game plan folder in case of emergencies. Like if you can't contact me for whatever reason, um, there's the business credit card here. Here's the login information for that. We were even just flying this weekend and I had a panic attack slightly because I haven't been on a plane in a couple of years. And I was like, what happens if this crashes? Who's going to pay payroll next week? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> 
like Frankie's like uh, you're gonna be dead who cares oh my husband and I was like I care because uh, these people's lives are affected by my life too and then having those you know emergency papers accessible to and letting a manager or a lead staff person know in case of emergency open this folder you know for all the information um and and that's that's what business looks like nowadays my my kids i jokingly say are as well trained as a, a good dog uh because they know we when a phone rings we say on the phone and everybody goes silent and goes into a room or something and then as soon as i hang up off the phone they i say off the phone and now they know they can interrupt um most of the time when an adult uh, i'm speaking to a client i usually have it on mute on my side until it's time for me to speak just in case a child interrupts or i may even just acknowledge guess what just so you know there's a little human child here i apologize in advance if you hear that in the background because if they're offended by that that's not the client that i want anyways um, so uh, uh, you know, all those little factors and idiosyncrasies um, are what build the business today. My daughter's first word was cat. Um, she knows how to spell attaboy animal care at seven. And she's like, I'm going to be the boss of that one day. I said, maybe if I don't sell it, but you, know, but you never know, you know, and it's it's ingrained in us. It's a family business, you know, it, it, in, in the truest heart. Uh, it's part of our world. You know, my kids know purple and yellow is our business colors. They can see the logo and say, oh, that's attaboy animal care. They do see it in the community like Stephanie's kids and get excited over it because they're just as part of this as we are. I don't showcase my children in our business social media really for security purposes, especially for our adopted son because uh, there is biological family <clears throat> local that we prefer not to know those connections. Um, so we rarely um, have them on social media. I know a lot of people's businesses heavily have their child ingrained into their their businesses. It's a great selling point. I won't lie. Um, but we have chosen not to do that. So that's what, you know, running a business nowadays looks like for us. Certain hours that we're available for office purposes, hard boundaries of Sundays, we are closed for office purposes, um, not putting, you know, I, I have a hard tendency of watching a, a Disney movie and playing with Canva for social media purposes in the background. I'm trying to stop that, you know, and actually be in the moment with my kiddos, but also knowing that I do have to do um, dual work a lot of the time of being, at least I'm there. At least I can communicate and know what was going on. But sometimes mommy is on the phone, definitely doing behind the scenes work um, in the meantime as well. Especially for listeners who are listening to this, they've heard your stories that, you know, they're in where they're, they're their own position right now. And they're, they're still, maybe they have fears or they're not sure what's going on. Based on your experiences, what, what's some advice that you would give to an expecting parent as they're looking at their business and looking at trying to grow their family? My top key things are if you choose to carry a pregnancy or have the ability to carry a pregnancy yourself, um, obviously they always say doctor's advice, but self-advocacy is huge too. Knowing your boundaries, um, knowing what toxoplasmosis is. Many people do not. If you do not, research that because it can cause spontaneous miscarriages. Um, and I think that's a huge thing that's not talked about in the pet care industry. Um, the next thing is setting boundaries and setting realistic boundaries. So you don't have to um, mentally exhaust yourself or physically exhaust yourself as much as possible. And again, I go back to I'm a huge team component person. Um, so I would highly recommend the, the best way to run this business, I feel like in many ways, is having a team-based approach if you want to have children and, and be part 
and, and not have to choose all the time between holidays, the fun stuff or, or business. And that's not always viable right away. Um, and, and like some pregnancies come along unexpectedly or adoptable children or, you know, family growth and take it step by step know that business will be there. And sometimes it looks bad in the moment, but ultimately in the long run, it will grow again. It There are more pets than there are pet sitters or dog walkers or dog trainers or groomers or daycares. And you will have the ability to step back onto your feet and, and start back where you started, even though it may take a little bit longer than others. I think Amber said it really well. I, I can't even... I'm trying to say something that isn't as amazing as that. That was all the good stuff. Um, it. I think the biggest thing is with anything with parenting is you give yourself grace. There is no right or wrong way. I mean, I've done things the wrong way. I've done the things the super great way. Um, at the end of the day, it's a balance. And some days business is a little heavier than kids. And sometimes kids is a little heavier. I don't, I, I think you just have to get a good network of mom friends. Um, I think those are hugely supportive. Um, all the Facebook groups now, you know, and, and Amber has the, uh, the mom page with, I mean, where was that? Yeah, the pet sitters and dog walkers that with was kids awesome. page we just launched. Yeah, I know. Yes. I wish I had that yes. too. <laughs> And it's something where, you know, even at my kids being older now, like I don't have it figured out. Like I'm, my kids playing hockey and I'm checking in, making sure that my 7am visits are being completed. Yes, that's right. Cause I'm at a hockey rink before 7am, but it's just, you got to give yourself grace. What Amber said is business is always going to be there. Like it may, you may pause for a minute, um, but it's going to come back. Like it's, you got to take that time for your health and your baby and then you can kind of start rolling back into it. And before you know it, you're going to be so busy saying, what was I so worried about? Um, you know, and hopefully you have a support system. So you're able to take that type of time. Um, you know, it is a balance, but, um, you know, it is grace is probably the biggest thing that I can say is you just need to be kind to yourself. Uh, I agree with both Stephanie and Amber. I think for me, my biggest thing when it comes to um, women or parents, because I know it's a lot to juggle, is my advice is just like dare to dream, like dare to think that it's possible because it is. You've heard it from all of us um, here on here. Like there's many other women and parents that are doing it still. Like just be bold enough to like take that first step. Um, even if you like, or like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like we've all been there and sometimes we're still there. I know, I know Stephanie just said like, I don't have a procedure for that. Like, what do I do? Um, so I think just having that courage to like, like just go for it. And like, you know, like, I feel like you just know you belong here in our industry. There's so many clients to be served. Like we all cannot service everybody. And so I feel like whatever your niche is, whatever it is, just like be brave enough to just try it um, and go through those tough times of you will be burnt out some days. You will be frustrated at your kids some days. You will, you know, there's a lot of factors, but I just think like having that courage to do it because a lot of people I think get stuck with like being afraid or feeling like they don't belong. And that holds them back from like really just embarking on the vision that they've been given. And I think that's really sad because every, every single one of us have different niches in the industry. And we, we were given that for a reason to help serve the clients we do. So I think just be brave, just, you know, 
just go and do it. Like it's scary, but it is possible. When we found a pet adult, no, not a pet sitter, a babysitter. I say that all the time. A babysitting <laughs> service that has a team-based approach. So it's not just one babysitter that you can rely on. Oh, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I want to thank you all so much for coming on the show today and talking about this topic that is extremely relevant to a lot of people. But as, as you all pointed out, it doesn't get a lot of, of coverage and there isn't a lot of connections to be made. And we do, do feel so, so alone in, the, in those moments. And so I thank you for sharing your experiences and being so encouraging to others. Um, I know that there's a lot that goes into this kind of topic and we're always learning and growing. So um, how can people get in touch with you, um, follow along with your, your business or, or pick your brain if they have questions uh, and, and get connected? Um, for me, you can either email me at info, I-N-F-O at tailswaggers.org. Um, or you can reach out on Instagram. That's really the main platform that I'm on right now. Um, it's at tail, um, like a dog's tail, and then a period, and then the word swaggers, S-W-A-G-G-E-R-S. Um, so those are the two areas you can reach me at. You can uh, reach me. I'm at, um, you can email Steph, S-T-E-P-H, at happypetsitting.org, or follow us on social media. Um, really just Facebook. Gosh, I know I have a Instagram, but I don't go on it that often. I know somebody at my team member runs it and I don't think she's doing a, I don't, I don't know what our last post was. So I'm probably dead in the SEO pool. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, happy trails, professional pet sitting. Uh, we come right up. Um, and yeah, definitely any inquiries as far as being a mom and a business, you can't have too many friends. So happy to speak with anyone or give any tips of what to do or not to do, uh, anytime. Awesome. You can find me at info at attaboyanimalcare.com, A-T-T-A-B-O-Y animalcare.com. Um, you can also join the Pet Sitters and Dog Walkers uh, with Kids Facebook page that was recently launched. And I do have a very small YouTube channel, uh, which is my name, Amber Van Denzen, Pet Sitter CEO, which I talk about a variety of pet sitting owner subjects, but um kid stuff definitely gets involved or you may hear them in the background uh, as well, depending on the video. <laughs> uh, perfect. I really appreciate all that. And I'll have the links to those in our show notes and on our website. So people can click to that uh, and they can get connected. Uh, I, I seriously cannot tell you how much I appreciate getting to have this conversation and all of the wisdom that you've shared today. I, I really, really appreciate it. I hope this was helpful. Like I was, yeah. I know we all have different perspectives. So just, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I hope, you know, if there is any type of parent listening, like they're like, Oh, okay. Like they get something just whether it's, you know, anything we have, I, I really do. Cause this is like, I know for all of us, it was so new. So, you know, parts were scary and just an unknown world. And again, I feel like even meeting you guys today, like, it's like, there are other people out there, you know? And so I just, uh, I'm hoping that it, it does help somebody. There are so many unknowns that we face in our business and adding to our family is certainly one of those with a lot of questions that we have to ask. But there is a community out there. There are people that you can reach out for help and support. And that's where this all starts. You're never alone in your business and you're never alone in your life as well. So I hope you can get connected to not just the guests that we had on today, but others in the community to reach out for support and questions and start making sure that your business is meeting your life goals and your personal goals as well. 
We want to thank today's sponsor, Time to Pet, for making this roundtable possible. And we really, really want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll be back again soon. Thank <laughs> you.